HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a hospitality platform that empowers restaurants through their own website. With Bento Box, you get every restaurant website feature you need and more, all in one place. Opening soon listeners get 50% off their new website setup fee at getbento.com slash opening soon. That's G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash opening soon. Hey there, HRN listeners. This is Harry Rosenblum, host of Feast Your Ears. I know that news about COVID-19 and the coronavirus has made a lot of people nervous about getting sick. This collective unease has already had a big impact on our restaurant and food communities, especially in New York's Chinatowns. We hope that now more than ever, our listeners will join us in supporting restaurants and the hospitality industry at large. Many of the restaurants we love are small, independent businesses. That means that even one or two bad weeks can put them in jeopardy of cutting staff, limiting hours, or even having to close for good. As long as we're still able, we should go out to eat and support our favorite restaurants. I think it's also great to remember that hospitality professionals are really good at hygiene and food safety practices. Long before there were guides all over the news about how to properly wash your hands, they were already experts at hygiene. Guests' health is tantamount to successful hospitality in any restaurant. And even if you don't want to go out, you can still support restaurants by ordering delivery, buying gift cards, and giving them some extra love on social media. What better way to handle a crisis than by supporting those in our own community? If we don't support them now, they might not be there when this crisis is over. Join HRN in supporting restaurants during this time, especially our friends in Chinatowns around the country. Thanks for listening. Opening a restaurant is like a giant test, made better if you grasp what a great opportunity it is. You have a chance to expand your experience and try new ideas, but also to embrace training and build a team for a shared vision and goal. For me, that is the most satisfying part of the whole equation. That quote comes to us at Opening Soon from David Kinch, chef partner of Manresa, and this is Opening Soon on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Alex McCreary. And I'm your host, Jenny Goodman. Welcome to Season 3 of Opening Soon, Episode 33. Our newish format focuses only on startup projects that are actively driving towards an opening. We're chatting before and after a milestone moment, whether it be fundraising, construction, or hiring, so that we can hear the prep and the plan, and of course later, get the skinny on how it all went down. 
We've heard a lot about varying degrees of complexity during the construction and build-out phase on this show over the past few seasons. There have been quick cosmetic updates like Chad Connolly shared with us last week, or basically starting from ground zero like Chef Missy Robbins did when she was building out Lillian. We heard from her on season one. Well, today's guests fall in that latter camp. John Winterman and Chris Chipalone are in the process of converting a hundred plus year old bank building into a brasserie. So from bank to brasserie on the corner of Bedford and Broadway in Brooklyn, both John and Chris have Michelin starred backgrounds. John will serve as the managing partner and Chris as the chef. This will be Francie, their first project together. So before we dive into a live conversation, we're going to hear what they had to say and what they're working on back in January. So tell us a little bit about where you are in the construction phase at the moment. You were there last night. So. All right. Uh, well, so they, it's still like a raw, raw, raw property. Um, the the floors still have like, they're just uprooted. There's plumbing everywhere. They're starting to put the floors down. They're starting to frame out certain areas. We're trying to figure out where to punch the hole in the, the side of the building to put out through the exhaust. Like HVAC's a huge thing right now. No, no venting currently at all. Oh no, yeah, this is a complete and total build out. Tell the listeners wow. just so that they know, you know, what was it, what was the space before and it, how old it, is it the was, building? It, it was it was a bank. Ah, the building. Do you know how long how old it is? Uh, I've heard two different ages. I feel like I've heard like <laughs> 1901 and 1930. So let's go with okay. 1901. It sounds more badass. Right. Yeah, <laughs> more challenging. But it's not landmarked. More, but so. it's not landmarked, no. which is surprising. And it's yeah. in Williamsburg. That's Brooklyn. a big plus. Yes. One thirty-four Broadway. Yeah. yeah, it's a limestone edifice. But the back where we're going to be punching the ventilation is just brick. Um, Got it. Just like any other New York project, that's going to be kind of pancaked in at some capacity. So. so you're on the ground floor. How many stories up do you have to bring the venting? To the top, to the roof, right? The venting's done. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the venting, the venting through the back wall is not finished, but the, the chimney's there. The stack is there. The chimney was already part of the building. They, it was part yeah. of the lease they put it in for us. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So you negotiated that as part of the lease. Yeah. But the HVAC yeah. it's is all on us. you. All us. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying things that I've never even heard of. These like remote refrigeration racks that have all these things and putting all these condensers in and stuff like that. It's like, it's it's pretty surreal. That is interesting. So, do you have to put the condensers on the roof? Like, how does that, you know? Yeah, they're, it, it's like, the space is unique because we have our space and then adjacent to it connecting is a, another building, which is our private dining room. So it's a small little building attached to it. It's, it's kind of weird. Same landlord, though. Same landlord. And, um... A lot of our kitchen refrigeration is going on top of that, and then the, all of the like a- actual hood from the cooking all goes on the roof. So it's like, it's a pretty interesting setup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just take us, turning. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, take us back a little bit. Tell us when you took the lease, when you started construction or, or demo, I guess, and yeah, how long ago that was, and how long you've been in it, and when you expect, as of now, that construction would be complete. We signed the lease um, probably August 1st, I think. Okay. But there was a, a little bit of a cushion because they had to deliver the space in a certain condition. Okay. Uh, so we did have a little bit of uh, a lag time there from the signing the lease to actually getting the keys, and that was about three months. Oh, wow. So we got the keys, what, November 5th, I think? Mm-hmm. So they, they were essentially doing tenant improvement for you during the Some of it, months. yeah. And th- so it was, in a sense, it was demoed out up to a point where they, they didn't want to do quote-unquote white box condition because they weren't doing that. But mm-hmm. They had cleared out all the old offices that were in there, all the old electrical, some of the old AC stuff on the back of the building, uh, and they put the chimney up for us, and then, I don't know, I forget what else. So, 
So it wasn't white box, and the plumbing and electrical isn't necessarily where you want it, so you have to No, they all they that. kind of stubbed it they in stubbed to it like, the, like the rough areas because the architectural drawings were, for the most part, done, and they had a gas line dedicated that was in the nice. right spot. So. so you guys essentially got the keys November 1st, and yeah. mm-hmm. when did demos on your end and construction start from your side? Not quick enough. <laughs> and, wh- and why? Yeah, what, what and why? Time? Uh, well, you know, one of the, doing these kind of things, you, you never know what's going to happen. And we were thought one contractor was the guy, and we were like, okay. And and then we get the quote, and it's like a million dollars over our budget. So a yeah. million dollars yeah. over budget. A million dollars over budget. If you put it in perspective, it was a hundred percent more than we thought we were going to be spending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's different um, if you're spending twenty million and you're yeah, really never. And it, it was funny. We I got that email. Um, I was in Seattle doing a consulting gig, and uh, I, I I called him and I was like, uh, "Are you shaking too?" <laughs> I mean, that's scary. Yeah. So, so then, contractor number two, I assume number two is, now, who's on the project? Yes. And he was closer to budget. Very much so. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find contractor one and contractor two and? Contractor oh. one was recommended to us by our, our broker that found the space initially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm well, not going to name The broker probably names. got like yeah. a 20% cut. I know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but I think we both learned something. There was the, the first contractor, there was a lot of subcontracting there, and so everything gets marked padded, up. marked yeah. up. And the, the gentleman we went with, they have a lot of their own, um, like, in-house mill work and in-house HVAC and so we didn't have to deal with the markups. It was all it was all kind of in the same family. So mm-hmm. you didn't have a bunch of subs. Yeah. What are these people restaurant people? Have they've done restaurants before? Yes. Or, yeah. 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 How do you ensure when you're going through it that you stay on budget? Is there a contract that keeps you there, or are you monitoring the spend as it goes? Um, that's a fine question. Well, I, yeah, it's a, I mean it's basically up to us. You know, the investment's right. there, and right. we are responsible for making sure everything lines up into the numbers that we projected. Um, it's hard, you know, it, but it, it's, you just, you know, really like John and I have both been doing this for a long time. So we know where to go for certain things when it comes to more like restaurant side of, of it. The construction side is kind of an, a newer thing, Sure. but, um, yeah, you know, you just have to watch with it. You have to trust the people that you're working with. It's just like any other, op- you know, kind of operation. You just got to make sure that. Have either of you built a restaurant from this stage? No, 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 not from the, not from this stage. I've always okay. had existing spaces. Yeah, this yeah. is interesting to go ground up. So you learn it's a whole new. I mean, it's yeah, a whole, yeah, whole new set of HVAC. buying tiles and putting an HVAC oh, and all yeah, these things yeah. that can add up. And it's not like, even worrying about buying spatulas and stuff yet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like you're not there yet. You know, yeah. things we didn't think of. There's whole conversations with our architect and you know the department buildings and, and then ADA compliance, and then they have to redraw the bathroom because we need a baby changing table. Oh, right. that's part of ADA so, compliance now? That's, yeah, it's, there's something You're there. You're going to want that in Williamsburg, let me yeah, tell you, with yeah, all the families. Sure. Yeah. But, but um, it's there's things we didn't think of yeah, when we of first put the numbers together, yeah. uh, for sure. So so now, so basically you got the space November 1, you had to get a second contractor in, so when did they actually end up starting? Uh, went through the, all the negotiation contract and stuff in mid-December, and they started uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, wow. so this yeah. is new. Yeah. Did they give you an estimate on build time? Four months. Four, Four months. months. Yeah. Faster. And then it turns out his birthday was May 1st, so he's like, okay, we're going to give you. And so we, we kind of projected <laughs> May 5th. But. All right. Cool. Yeah, so right after his birthday. And so you've gone through all the permitting and the electro and like all the drawings and all mm-hmm. that kind of, yeah. 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 all that kind of stuff with the yeah. city. And How was that process? Was it quick? Was it, did the GC take care of all of it? Did the architects take care of that? The, the developer of the property kind of insisted on using his expediter for the permits. Okay. Um, and then the architect worked with the expediter and also the uh, engineer. 
So they all kind of worked together with the kitchen right. design team. And we stood there in the background just wondering if we were needed anymore at this right. point. Mm-hmm. So. But the expediter is also coming out of your pocket. Yeah, that, right? for sure. Yeah, it, that, that, that part was actually pretty painless. Really? Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. good. We, we had to worry more about the liquor license. Okay. Um, so you're already working on the liquor license, it's, too. Yeah, it's already been, it's been uh, in the works for, I mean, she sent all the paperwork in three months ago. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. funny because we had Robert Bookman on, who's a liquor license attorney, yeah. last last season or two seasons ago. And he was like, start applying for your liquor license if you think you're putting an offer on a space. Yeah. He was like, in New York City, like, it's just a non-negotiable. I mean, so you guys actually did that and yeah. are in a good place. So it's yeah. still in the process. Yeah. It's not necessarily approved yet. No, but we had the community board meeting in September. We got everybody involved and, like, filled out their paperwork and their fingerprints and everything like that in October. And so it was all turned in by the time we got the keys. Wow. Wow. And then from there, it should be four to five months. So we're thinking April. April. Four to five months for the liquor license. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you're going you're, you're going to have a full liquor license, mm-hmm. full yeah. program. Yeah. Interesting. So what else has been surprising so far about the build-out? We talked about the HVAC and... And what, anything else that's like, oh, my God, I never thought I'd have to deal with this? It, it, well, the biggest scare was going over budget with the first contractor. Right. And th- that leads to a little bit of panic. It's like, okay, do we not, do we not have stairs downstairs? Do the guys go around the side? Do we, do we have this? Do we, what do we sacrifice? How can we shave a million and, dollars off this? <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, the important thing is, at least my manager is, like, always do it right from the beginning. Right. So when we found the other contractor and it kind of gave me like, okay, we're going to do this right. We're not going to sacrifice too much. We can sacrifice some things like, but there's some stuff that I just, you know, you really should just have in place. Cause that's, that's what helps you be a success. Yeah. What are a couple of things that, that went out the window from, from a budget standpoint? I mean, we didn't, so far so good. We didn't have to give up anything like major. What did we give up? A blast freezer, blast chiller. Yeah, something? I gave yeah. him my blast chiller. <laughs> <laughs> he, but, sound, he sounds a little disappointed. Year two, you but, the, but, yeah. but I might, but I might make that up in the uh, in the budget because I'm working with somebody that's great for uh, smallwares and appliance. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. There you it, go. Yeah. One thing we did actually switch was um, a what was the bar going to be? It was going to be brass. It was yes. going to be this customized brass finish. They had to like take it out and like do it at a metal shop and like do all the rails and the fitting and it turned out to be like something ridiculous like forty one thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. So then we switched to uh, a sandblasted stainless steel. So. Right. It's still gonna look cool. Therefore, saving yeah. thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. a forty one thousand dollar bar. It's you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a. Unnecessary. And it's not even plated in gold. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'd rather you have a great drink at the bar than have the bar be that great. Yeah. yeah How are sure. you guys? Um, managing the project day-to-day basis sort of because it yeah it's like i mean i know you hired and pay your gc to do this but you still probably have to be there a lot right yeah we're We're not really on site a lot right now there's really not a lot for us to do um we do have an on-site meeting once a week with the engineer and architect and the contractors and um but right now like chris has developed like sort of what's called the critical path like all the steps we have to take broken down Mm -hmm. And I plugged it into a shared calendar, so we kind of work backward from the opening date, so we know when certain things have to be kind of in place. Um, we have a giant stack of FF&E, so I put that on the calendar to like order, you know, something's 14 weeks out or 10 weeks out or eight right. weeks out. Um, the the other hard part is we obviously don't have any walls, and so like we're trying to get a network guy in there to like give us an estimation of where he can get in because that's going to determine when we get our reservation system and when we get our POS system up and obviously that has to be in place for training for the staff. And so that's all up in the air right now. That's still, it's still, uh, I, 
Honestly, it's at best an educated guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the other thing that we're doing is like a lot of stuff for the restaurant itself, like doing all the other behind the scenes. Like right now I'm in the the smallwares and appliance phase. I was like, okay, I need to line up everything. So the second I get this kitchen, it all gets dropped. We all put it, we break it down, we put it away and we start doing the R&D. Right. You know, um, within the kitchen itself. That's that's like another crucial uh, component to this whole thing is to actually get in there and start producing the product and, and right. cataloging it and making sure it works there in that space. Right. It's hard to do. Mi- I mean, so right now you're doing menu development at home or in like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, spaces or... There's... The menu concept, like, there's 50% of it I'm, like, very confident. Like, okay, that works. And then there's 50% that is, is all, like, super new and I stuff that we want to want to do but i just have to find out if it works there right. in that right. space you know you, you, people always say that they're like oh you know like what, rent rent this kitchen and all that i'd rather save the money for renting the kitchen and just do it in the kitchen that we're actually going to be producing this stuff in right. so that's like you know a big planning kind of thing um and then you know again working with the budgets and really trying to uh, keep within that budget or even lower so that I can get my blast chiller back. I can right. do, I can do, he know, really it, wants his blast chiller. I, back. Need, I <laughs> need to get things cold <laughs> quickly. There's not a lot of space. It's, and you know, everybody walks in when they walk in the space, they're like, wow, this is huge. And I'm like, it's actually not that huge. I know that's what everybody yeah. says. Once well, you start putting the pieces when in, we're done, when we're done, smaller. it's not going to be that huge. So the tables and walls and all those. Other no, things. it's going to be, it's going to be tight. Um, yeah. for sure. Is the plan that once construction is complete, you guys are like open within days, weeks, or is there lag time that you're anticipating between completed construction and actually opening? I think if Chris wants to get some time in the kitchen, it's, I don't think May 5th would be the hard and fast date. Let's say everything goes exactly on time the way we want it with construction. If we need to like just bite the bullet and not open for like 10 days and, and until like May 15th, then that's what we're going to have to do because we can't open with, you know, half of the menu or, and, and, uh, and once you're open, you're open. And I know everybody has growing pains and they have to build up to certain things, but you're at that point, by the second day we're open, some food blogger is going to walk in, right. you know, we want to make sure that mm-hmm. things are ready to go. Yeah. Right. You don't want any guest having a bad experience, whether it's day two or not. <laughs> well, know. and also like it's a wide open kitchen. Right. So you were and we're literally right next to you in the dining room. So you can see us cooking and plating and, and we got to look like we know what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Are, are you, you... Oh, go sorry. ahead. I was going to ask, are you, is this the team, the two of you guys right now? Or is there more team at this current stage? or There's some There's some team in place that from people that we know that we're planning to work with. And we're doing things like getting offer letters out to them now. Yeah. And so people are still working in their current jobs. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and like securing, um, securing all the right people. Because a restaurant no matter how nice we build it, it's really composed of the people working there. That is what sure. will make this a success. And tell us about what, what kind of the design team that you're working with. So you have your contractor and you, you know, you have the architect and do you have a separate designer who's doing interiors and branding and all that piece? And um, Well, the architect is actually doing the interior as Oh, well. really? Okay. Uh, that's Glenn Coben. So they do the architecture and the interiors. Um, and then uh, there's another company called Might in Maine out of Portland, Maine, that's doing a lot of the uh, uh, the graphics, so the menu design and, you know, matchbooks and things like that. Um, and so we're very, very close to having, like, a font and a logo and a look, you know, and a color mm-hmm. and things like, you know, um, probably within a week or so. But yeah. again, like, everything happens same yeah. time. So website doesn't quite get started until we have that information, right. mm-hmm. you know? 
Right. So push, we pushed off PR a little bit until we have a little bit more uh, to give them. So. Yeah, and uh, Next Step Kitchen Design is doing the did the kitchen did the kitchen yeah, for you. So yeah you yeah. have all that anything that you like for you're talking about ff and e is there anything that you like went to order and they're like oh that's way longer that you know it's six months instead of you know 12 weeks and no uh, uh our uh, glenn and uh the woman who works for them uh, elizabeth was very very clear on doing everything for the purchase order for me like exactly what i'm doing and all the lead times the only thing I, I get to get a hiccup today that there was supposed to be a fabric delivered, um, and they sent nine yards of fabric instead of thirty-nine yards of fabric. Uh. So, <laughs> that's it wasn't delivered to me, but I'm sort of the For intermediary between you know upholstery banquets or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's right. yeah, like the the lead, biggest lead time were the the chairs and bar stools, and then there's custom-made pendants that are going to be over the bar, and then we're just kind of going from there. Um, but I had to do like the chairs, the bar stools, the fabrics all at the same time, and they're all right. coming from different places. Right. So, Ouch. But it's yeah. good. I mean, it's, and I'm like, Elizabeth, help. Yeah. No, but it sounds like you picked, you know, we always talk about like picking a partner, you know, yeah. when, in terms of your vendors who are really strong at these things. So it sounds like you have somebody who's got you in a good place, which is awesome. Yeah. When we, if I, if I may, when we went to the community board meeting for the liquor license, we could see clearly the people who are totally unprepared. Yeah. And maybe the, the attorney doesn't have the experience at their, their first time at a community board meeting. And uh, the woman who helped us had been there like a million times and she knew the community board. She knew She's everybody. Like high-fiving everybody on everything the way in. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything was oh, yeah. like yeah. clipboard and organized and it was just boom, boom, boom. Here, here, here. Okay, you're approved. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're like, I, So you end up saving money in the long run when you go with people who are Ultimately, you like do. Expert. Yeah. I was going to say, anything that you're most excited about with the construction phase or most nervous about? I, th- I mean, it's all excitement at this point. Um, I'm nervous about the the ventilation thing in the kitchen, the HVAC, and the and when they say things like makeup air, I'm just in the back like, what, what are you guys talking about? Makeup air. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is makeup air? So that's the stuff that scares me. Um, the stuff I'm most, most excited about is like the second I have that bar stocked and I can have a martini at my own bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right. So. That makes sense. Just keep a bottle of uh, keep a bottle of booze under the soon right, to be right, bar right. for for now. <laughs> Maybe so. We'll talk about that. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 totally it's totally exciting. I mean, th- these things we've had very good luck thus far. Knock on wood. Um, that we're working with these great people that are doing you know doing right by us, and so that part I I, I feel a little better every day. I go in there and I'm like, oh wow, they did that. Oh wow, they did that. And uh, you know, I'm really excited to get like the cooking suite put in and and just have those moments um, building it. It's it's a special thing. Not many people get this opportunity, and I'm really grateful for it. So. Yeah, I mean, cool. building from the ground up is really is an interesting and fun special experience. So I can't. It's a super cool space for our listeners when you get to see it. So I'm excited to see what you guys do with it. Cool. Yeah, we're excited to hear how construction moves in the next few weeks, and we'll catch up with you guys. Uh, and hopefully, there's been a lot of progress. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so that was our conversation from back in January. We have Chris and John live here today, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll hear if construction's moving or if they're at a total standstill. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships directly through their own website. Bento Box provides full-service website design, digitally accessible solutions, SEO best practices, and best-in-class support. Plus, you can increase profits both in and out of your restaurant with online ordering, catering, gift cards, and events. 
Bento Box is trusted and loved by over 5,000 restaurants worldwide, including Union Square Hospitality Group, Island Creek Oyster Bar, Luke's Lobster, Craigie on Main, Shybird, Oya, and many more. With Bento Box, you can get every restaurant website feature you need and more, all in one place. Opening soon listeners get 50% off their new website setup fee at getbento.com slash opening soon. That is G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash opening soon. Okay, so we are back. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. We're so happy to be here. We've been sitting quietly telling them not to give us updates um, because we want to be as surprised as our listeners. We're so so curious. We've been pegging for for (laughs) answers to questions. So what's the update? Give Give us all the news. You want to start? Tell us. Uh, Tell us, Chris. Well, on my end, it's all about the hood system. Okay. Um, there still isn't one. There it's, still is not a hood. There still is not a hood. Um, they, it had to get re-engineered. No. Basically. Um, when we, when, like last time we talked, there was all the demo going on and everything, and then they were laying down the floors and that kind of sort of stuff. But once we really got in there... Um, the logistics of the airflow of the restaurant um, and has a lot to do with the fact that it's the open kitchen mm-hmm. and it's like I, a central, like an Island. It's an Island. Yeah. There's a also, hot suite right? and on one side of the kitchen and um, it's right by a large window into the kitchen where you see us cooking. And what this does is what we learned is you have to control the positive and negative airflow within each space or else, or else you won't be able to like open the front door. Right. So there is there's that part of it. And then the who other is, part of Sorry to interrupt you. Who is teaching you this? Is this the fire department? Is this the, the engineering, people? The, engineering. We, the engineering firm that was separate from the kitchen construction and the architect. Did okay. you know you needed this engineering firm when you started the uh, project? Or is this yeah, like I mean, surprise? It, they okay. were, they were, they have to sign off on the designs. Mm-hmm. And um, because of, it all started because of there was a, there's a beam, a support beam for the whole building that goes across the kitchen it's just in a inopportune space. So, like, we had to re-engineer how the the um, like piping goes to create the makeup air and the intake and outtake to make it work. That you know, like when we turn on the hood, you can open the front door, right. and uh, also like not uh, also allowing the other thing where smoke and heat and smell could go into the restaurant. Right. So that's so everybody wants to go in the front door. Nobody wants a stinky restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean those that are two key components. Wouldn't be a good look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that was one thing that um, took some time and so we had to back go, on track now. Yeah, we're pretty much we're, we're we had to basically go with another hood company that was custom make the hood instead of buying a prefabbed kind of gotcha. hood to same size, same look. S- no, it's location. actually like it, it. It just changes to to go around this beam, and we have two inlets of makeup air from either side of it instead mm-hmm. of one central one. Um, this creates the right amount of pre- pressure in each. So space. You didn't have to like replan the kitchen layout or anything. Like no, that. not no. That's all the same. It's just the getting the hood to to work first, and then um, dollars difference between a custom hood and a store bought hood. Yeah. They're sideways glances yeah. and uncomfortable there's giggles. There's about forty thousand yeah. dollars difference between. Ouch! So. Thank God you saved that forty grand on the custom bar, Jesus. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like, you um, have, was there a consideration of moving 
the kitchen to no. one side of the beam or no. no. Chris is like, I'm having You're my gonna, central. No, it, it, well, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, no, we're already going with what we have. And, gotcha. and you know, we kind of, we did plan for these sort of things to happen. So there was a little bit of wiggle room and leeway on some stuff and we had to. All right. So know, that's one hiccup. Give us some, some successes that have happened in the last couple of months. We've got a few. We were thing, getting things lined up pretty well. We've signed on with, um, Toast, as we were talking about earlier, for the POS system, we signed on with Resi, so we'll get that going uh, this month. We actually posted uh, our first job availabilities on culinary agents. Hey, They're congrats. hiring guys and using culinary agents. We're there. It's a it's a interesting trick because you want to start taking resumes and talking to people, but you don't want too much time between the actual hiring process and opening because. You know, somebody is waiting a month or two, you know, they might not stick around. But so we're taking a chance on this one, and we're probably a little bit early on the on the resumes, but we're going to start looking at things. So you're meeting people yeah. now. Starting to. Thinking that you would open. Do we have like a... We're saying mid-May. 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 Right. So that hasn't shifted too much since last time no. we spoke. Right. Um, since we spoke last time, I think we got the uh, the Beard House standard scheduled. Yeah. Congrats. That's exciting. Yeah. When's that? Saturday, April 18th. Okay. So this will be like your prelude yeah. to open. It's already sold out yeah, for anybody. Congratulations. So, so. That's exciting. Yeah, so don't try to get tickets because they're already sold out. Yeah, we're Gotta still... know somebody at this point. At this... Well, even then, if you know somebody, there's no... <laughs> extra, like, if you've been to the, yeah, been to the beard house, yeah, there's no place there's to no sit. There's no place to yeah. sit. We pushed it. And that kitchen is tight. Yeah. Um, cool. Any other, like, surprises so far with the... Besides just the vent? I mean, that's a pretty big surprise. I mean, we but the we, walk-in was the other one. The walk-in, yeah. The walk-in. So um, we All have in a the kitchen, huh? we have a preparation area downstairs with the only walk-in, um, and of course, once it, a cool process. Uh, one positive thing was I got to see how a grease trap is actually put into the ground, like ripping up the earth of Brooklyn. And oh, right, because you didn't have a grease trap. Oh, yeah, so like we building. had to like right. excavate the ground and yeah. put this grease trap in and the plumbing system to have it all work down there. And then once that went in. We were looking at how how much space all those pipes were taking, and it changed the layout of how this walk-in could be put in. And it was like the solution was to make this smaller walk-in, and um, and I was like, absolutely not. This is Chef <laughs> is having a panic attack. Well, He's like, it, it's the only. It's a, the, where's somebody gonna go cry in the walk-in? Yeah. Okay, if it's too small, <laughs> that can happen. B, no, you need just to have, be able to have meetings in there. <laughs> and, um, no, it, it was just more of like this is the only. Um, Walking in the whole facility, yeah, so you need every the space, everything right? will go there. We have reaching sure. refrigerators everywhere, but um, this was the only big one. So basically, the floor had to be raised yeah. to accommodate the pipes for the grease trap. Basically, uh, and what we just wound up doing is I I lost a um, a certain butcher table, and I just kind of changed the plan to another one and saved some money there. And you know, it, it, it's it's just pivoting and making sure that the facility, the whole thing at the end of the day is. Since we're doing this from scratch, I really wanted to make sure that it's a great place to work for everybody, not just myself and whatever we're doing. Like that, anybody who's in there every day doing this, it, it's an ease of working. The, the place is designed that because if you've ever worked at a restaurant and it's kind of a restaurant that was forced into an existing space, you're like, oh, we could do so much more if that wasn't there and it's right. there. So I never wanted that moment to happen after this build out. And I mean, I think we did a pretty great job, and I think it's going to be be fine, but. You know, those are the things I was thinking about more than, you know, just the needs of the restaurant and stuff like that. It's like, how is this going to work every day? And, you know, like, if 
that could that's also how you retain employees if they're happy to go to the, your facility every day and be there. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so that was like one one little snag, but it wasn't too bad. And uh, it was the hood and the walk-in was the two big ones, but we just kind of quickly made decisions. And um, the only thing that set us back was the fact that this custom hood had to be manufactured. Yeah, how long does that take now for that? Right. Like, is that going to... Uh, <laughs> like I don't weeks. know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I... They're, it's they're, not on your Gantt chart or your... They're um, aiming for the 27th to install the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that hood is installed, then the um, the hard equipment comes in. And, so hood first, and then you'll yeah. bring in the kitchen the, suite. Uh, the guy from the, uh, the kitchen team claims that he can get the entire kitchen installed in six days once the hood's in. So that's I'm kind of willing I'm taking to, him up on that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. He works nights and weekends, I assume, for that I've, six day turnaround. I have no idea. He claims it's basically just pulling it through the front door and like setting it in its spot and hooking up, and you're done. But I hope we'll, you have a big front door. <laughs> is he the same person that's building the hood, or is this somebody else? No, it's a it's a different um, hood company that okay. does that, and then but these people install it. And you guys said that you have the venting up the side of the building. You yeah. just have to now connect this. Yeah, it's just making. And there it was work. some question on getting that out the side of the building. Yeah, we figured before. that one out too. That was another part of that engineering thing. Which is like, well, we can't put it where you guys thought you were going to be able to put it because it's going to uh, it was going to obstruct the fire escape outside. Yes, which was right. which was another layer to the whole. So thing. how did you get around that? Or are you just like weaving? We yeah, basically. weaving. It took out the fire escape. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we didn't. Sorry, neighbors no. upstairs. Um, yeah, it it, it, it it all came together and actually uh, provided a, uh, a functional design. And, you know, it's, we're going with it, so. So give us an, an update of where you are now. Your floors are in, your bathrooms are in. Subfloors are in. Kind of um, the bathrooms are going in. Okay. They were supposed to be finishing up like sheetrock and gypsum board this week, uh, which means after that, I think the next part of the schedule would be actually putting the floors and the tile down, okay. uh, and then tile on the wall in the kitchen. Um, they were putting the ceiling in the private dining room last week, which is coming down a little bit to accommodate the sprinkler system and some air conditioning work that's going to be up there. So we'll still have pretty high ceilings in the in the, the private dining room. What else is going on? It's starting to look more like it looks like a restaurant now. There's yeah. like there's yeah. a bar in there. There's uh, actually there's a, the skeleton of a yeah, bar. A skeleton yeah. of a bar. Yeah. There's a skeleton of the check. There's a skeleton of the the yeah. ceiling and the and the lighting is hanging and all that stuff. And it, it's it, the more every day you go in there, it's just more and more real. Yeah. That's the coolest part of the whole thing. Now we've got uh, orders that are going to start coming in. So like the the dining room chairs will show up at the end of the month. Uh, the tabletops are finished. Um, got some mirrors coming from overseas, et cetera, et cetera. We basically, Chris and I have, have ordered everything we've needed to order, um, and we're trying to uh, line it up where it starts to get to the restaurant after the floors go in. So if that makes sense. <laughs> where do you, you want boxes and boxes? Yeah. yeah. Where, where do you store everything in the entire? Because so you guys far are early on that. Yes. That's which is great. So but. far, we don't have to store anything except, um, <laughs> except I have a lot of restaurant equipment in my apartment now. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, a couple of places we've dealt with, they are willing to hold the order until we're ready to receive it. So that actually makes a big difference instead of getting, you know, a, a kilo of plates and try to figure out where to put them. They're, they're being held for us. So. Sure. Did you get custom plates? Some of them are, yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we, cho- we chose all the uh, China glass, silver. It's all done. 
you guys are early. So you basically, oh, yeah. you've been punching away at your list of yes. every, of yep, all like yep. the FF and E and you're just like literally waiting on construction. So yes. and last time we had talked to you, we were waiting for walls to go up so you could start, you know, like wiring internet and all that kind of stuff. That's Did that? Going. That's done. Yeah. That's done. Yeah. All right. So now are you working out of there more and like staying on top of the construction no, guys? No, not, no, it's still a construction site. Like, so no. it's no, there's too much dust in, in, you know, nails on the floor and all sorts of things. So there's, it's not really possible to work from the space yet. Um, you guys also mentioned that design, branding, those things are moving or mm-hmm. completed. Website, all that stuff is... Uh, the website is a splash page, so you can go up and see it coming soon. Um, and then on the back end, they're going to do a design for us, and that should be available to us to start to look at about a week or 10 days. Um, and that's francybrooklyn.com. FrancieBrooklyn.com, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, we list. are trying to gather some pictures together so we can start to fill this out. Um, what else? The all the like the fonts and the logo and we did the menus. You know, the, the menus, menus are, are looking good. So we've got the menus ready. Uh, we just approved the uh, the menus. size and shape of the wine list. Menus ready? How like leather coverings, those kind of things, or like no, actually the, writing the menu and the menus are going to be printed on. Uh, like eight and a half by fourteen, like legal size, like front and back, and then the wine list will actually have a cover and binder, and then we'll do some folded menus, if like a little bar menu or uh, dessert menu. So, so those things are done, yeah. printed. So what yeah, the menu, the menu no. concepts were written before. Okay. They're, they're, they're ready to print. Yeah. They're ready okay. to print. So we just so have to go through. They'll then? they'll yeah. send us all the files <laughs> and everything. Yeah, um, okay. it's going to yeah. to my biggest. Thing now is we have lining all this stuff that we can do now up so that when we do get turned over the space or at least at least I get turned over the kitchen, I can just go straight into menu R and D. Are you thinking you'll be able to get into the kitchen before, like while they're still putting final touches on yes. the dining room? So you yeah, can that's do that's the, the goal. It's hopefully yeah. by April sixth, we I get the kitchen. Oh, that's a good that's a good six weeks in advance. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we so hope that's. Hope. I mean, you know, again, fingers crossed. Work. Yeah, so that's like only three four weeks. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, when we start getting things in, like glassware, coffee cups, espresso machine, uh, silverware, things like that, that to me uh, is really part of training. So when we have the opening staff on, now we have to decide where, where everything's going to go and get things labeled. And, you know, the stuff we're not quite using is going to go into storage. And um, that's, that's, that's part of training. I want people to like, come in and, and feel like they have a little bit of a say about where things are going to go and how this, how this is going to flow. Sure. Having you know been chefs and managing partners at other restaurants that were maybe built when you got there, like how do you how are you finding the build out experience? Is there anything like you learned from working somewhere before that you've now done differently, and how you've designed and are approaching the build out of the space? I like doing it this way more. <laughs> you do. <laughs> well, everything has its limitations. I mean, right now we we are have uh, the ceiling. From the you know the whole issue with the hood and the makeup air, it's a little lower in the ceiling in the kitchen than we wanted, uh, and but that's something we learned to live with. At the same time, we can still engineer around it, um, or our engineer can engineer around it because I have no idea what he's doing. You're like um, makeup air. What do you like? But, but, nightmares about you know, as Chris pointed out, if there's if you're walking into an existing kitchen, you have to live with certain things that you didn't have a decision about, mm-hmm. and either you tear everything out and start over, and you spend that much more money, or you, you just live with it. And so right now we've been able to, uh, you know along the way from the initial drawings from the architect to the initial plans and colors and patterns and textures and everything has been up for debate and do we like this and we don't like that and um, so we have, have a lot of say in the process which is a lot of fun yeah it's always the best part I think um, budget for construction is always a bit of a scare and, and fear for people 
and I know that you guys had some interesting budgetary changes from based on contractors. Um, and then obviously with the advent of the hood expense, how are you guys balancing the overages with you know taking money out? Are you increasing investment? How, how are you making that stuff work? Well, Chris mentioned um, like the butcher table as an example. So we, they, we saved a little money on that. Um, I'm going to let Chris handle this one because he organized um, eventless dish machine. Yeah. Um, so we actually saved some money on actually having to punch through that wall and do a vent for the dish machine. Yeah, it's there's, little, there's like little like tricks and stuff where you're like, the best way I, I like to say how to do it is you, you go for everything that you want, every single thing, even if it's an absolute luxury and you start working back from there because it is some of that stuff is an absolute luxury. And it's yeah. like, again, me, just making those decisions again, it's not just for me, it's for the staff. Do you have like a priority list of what you could Pretty drop much, yeah, if you had like, to? This is the one I can start ticking off and right. and and not, and not have that, and then add it back if I can. Or it, it just it was like like the last time we spoke. It's just watching it every single day, what's going in and what's going out. Right. Looking at the critical path, looking at the the bank account, looking at the investment, looking at the business plan, talking with our other partner, and just really just kind of making sure we're exactly where we need to be every single day as close as we can. Um, and that's basically how we've been doing it. And we mentioned, so tell me a little bit more about this ventless dress. So that basically you didn't have to do additional construction. So, so that's yeah. why you saved a bit. Is this a new machine or it's is a, it? Well, it's a brand new, brand new machine. Um, from, uh, we're using a company called ecological here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They're great. Uh, and they have a, uh, it's a ventless dish machine. So we don't have to put this, uh, this, uh, cold they call it like a cold hood that you have to you know vent out of the space mm-hmm. and build that with black iron and, and all that stuff which is very costly yeah so that can save like thirty thousand dollars right there wow so that was your new hood right? yeah. yeah yeah and then last time we spoke you were dying for that blast chiller and that was something that had been cut has the blast chiller come back it into has been ordered. it has been ordered <laughs> there's like a hail mary and a big smile uh, on the I, chef's I, face. I ordered i ordered a uh, less fancy one Okay. It's about half the price, but okay. I, I did order one. I'm just uh, finding this out. No, <laughs> <laughs> I sent you the quotes. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, it for the space and how the design is. Um, it actually is a very functional piece of equipment because there's not that much cooling capacity. Um, and, and I wanted. It's also right by the ice cream machine, so there's a program of making your ice cream, putting it in the chiller, getting it to the hard state, and then storing it in the freezer next to it. So that's it, it's part of the function of how how the space works. So I, I again, I wouldn't. Could we have lived without it? Yes. Is it going to be more efficient to do this every day? Yes. So yeah. that's one of those decisions. If, it, if it's there, we can do it. And I, I also called it a lot of favors. And like I said, I have an apartment full of restaurant equipment um, to take stuff and buy stuff, whether it be either be secondhand or anything like that, um, just stuff I knew that I can get. And now it's... Are there other ways to get things? Can you, you know, prom- I know that like in this social age that we're in that you know a lot of people get things sponsored if they guarantee to talk about it or to share with other chefs or even to serve as like a place that somebody can come and see this ventless mm-hmm. dish machine that you have like if you're telling people about it or the arrangements like that or that you explored there, or there's um actually i didn't have to really do too much of that um i did i did call in a lot of favors from sure. the companies i've worked with uh for a long time Shout out to Arcabolino. Yeah, <laughs> um, shout out. Yeah, they, they, they. You know, I, I bought one of their when they first started developing extruders. I bought one at Piora like seven years ago, and they don't even sell direct anymore. And I, 
they uh, wound up doing me a favor. So um, cool. it, it, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, from the long time of me doing this. Sure. Yeah. So don't, I mean, I think that's a good point to like all the chefs and restaurateurs out there. Like, don't be afraid to talk to people who have provided equipment for you and say, what can yeah. I buy secondhand? What can you do for me? You know, I think there is this huge market and the technology evolves so fast now that it's yeah. like last year's model. I mean, have you, did you do any of that? Like get last year's model for a cheaper price because technology is moving and. Yeah. I, I mean, we didn't, I didn't have to sacrifice too much on that, but it's yeah. still like, you know, it, it, it's everything to make the, the job get done easier and and everything like that. So all those decisions were made towards that. Cool. What about front of house? Anything in the design that you guys have had to change budget-wise? or? You know, um, for the bar, actually, we were going to have uh, two taps of beer, and we took that out. Um, and then I had to gently bring our main investor in and let him know he wasn't going to have an IPA on tap. Aww. Um, we just we just started thinking about it. We've got a gentleman who's going to work with us as a general manager, and he was with us in a meeting one day, and we started talking about uh, the tap system didn't hold full size kegs. It would hold like the quarter size or whatever. And then, you know, we're already limited on storage space and we're limited on, on refrigerator space. And now we're thinking, okay, it's a busy Thursday. It's eight o'clock. We run out of one of the beers. Do we 86 it? Do we like send somebody down to the walk in? This, this came up with the walk ins. Yeah, the walk in thing. Oh, and, right. so, it's and, all connected. Oh, it's all connected. And so we said, well, you know, is tap beer going to really make or break this restaurant right now? And we can do the same thing and have a really good selection of bottles and call it a day. So, and it actually did say four thousand dollars. So, I mean, that's the real. But did the investor take it okay? He was fine. I promise him he can have an IPA, some Brooklyn IPA that's in the can. He can have it. It's all his. We won't ever question it. But, <laughs> um, you know, he he took it okay. You know, at the end of the day, that's it. It was a not not really a financial decision, although we did save some money on it. it was really more a system of a decision of logistics like how are we going to make this happen in the middle of a busy service yeah no you know? i mean that's yeah, we a can't be time. carrying a pony keg through the dining room we don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't have a good luck no. yeah we don't have a luxury of having the storage directly underneath the bar where it's just run down and change the change the keg so then that was a loss yeah but no big deal no big deal moving on all right cool cool so what's uh what's on tap for the next couple weeks we have a meeting on thursday to kick off with our pr group um, that's what else is going on. We've got to, um, so you're two months out and yep. you're talking to PR, you're starting to meet people for like more like potential hires. You're... We'll, yeah, we'll start scheduling interviews probably the first week of April. Okay. Give or take. We are going to start getting things delivered. Uh, the, 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 the lamps or the, the pendants that are hanging above the bar. Um, those will be delivered probably in about two weeks. So okay. we've got to find a place for those and make sure our contractor knows they're showing up. Um, we, we have a meetings every week at the space on Wednesday mornings with everybody involved, like the kitchen design, the architect, et cetera. So those are ongoing and every week there's a kind of a, you know, a list of issues that we have to talk about and, um, we should be getting a liquor license, fingers crossed anytime now. I was just about to ask about that. About five months. Five months. That's so long now. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me, you guys employed a expediter or? We did hire an attorney for it. Yeah. Okay. And that and this is on schedule according to that person. According to that person, it's on schedule. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, Oof. so it, yeah. there shouldn't That's be it's any taking issue. Six, it's taking six to nine months. She now? said, "Yeah, she said get it in because it's like a five to six month uh, lead time for them. So that puts us on sometime this month or early next month." Right. So. What about inspection and fire plans and all that kind? Of, did you already submit your fire plan? And that is all. That actually is a, a big topic of discussion to yeah. tomorrow. Um, 
I've already contacted the health department. I've already, fire is uh, going to happen when the hood goes in with the Ansel system. So, um, so you can fire can come in before you're done. Will health yeah. department yeah. come before? No, you're health complete? department has to come. They, they come. They're the last ones. You have to be like ready to open. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then the fire is already part of it is installed. We've got an alarm system up front where. Because mm-hmm. we have to share this whole thing with the building, so if there's a you know a problem on the sixth floor, we're alerted about it. Sure. So part of that is already complete, and the fire department has been in there. Um, in there, you know, I know there's a lot of issues about the sprinkler system and where they're putting in. Uh, I think last week they were looking at uh, certain locations for where like carbon monoxide detector would be, and you know, uh, smoke a detector and things like that. So it's ongoing. And I just kind of stand there and watch and wait to, if somebody needs me to write a check or uh, calls my name. <laughs> so. We've also been spending a lot of time on um, on purveyor relationships, sure. at least on my end. I've, I've reached out to all the ones I know and striking up new ones, uh, especially getting uh, lined up for the Beard House dinner because that's you know <laughs> super serious and, and much more closer than the opening. So um, that's something I, I had to plan out and figure out logistics, and that's the next hurdle of like how to prepare for that without mm-hmm. a kitchen or right. a half a kitchen right? or some right. things of a kitchen and no gas or what? Yeah. I don't know. So that's going to be the, um, the fun challenge. That's where you call in favors to your friends who still yeah. are like chefs in a kitchen and be like, Hey, hey you got, you deliveries. Got for, uh, yeah. 35 ducks to hang yeah. for a month. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's where you call in those favors. <laughs> I'm just going to avoid Chris for the month of April and I'll see him at the beard house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll show up for sure. dinner. Well, I love it. We, we've also got, um, the, my executive sous chef and the pastry chef on board now, and they're they're going to start on the sixth. So that's exciting. Yeah, um, they're people I've known, and you know, it's so the, the like the core team is starting to really form, and that's exciting too. So you know, cool. we'll do it, we'll handle it. Getting real. John, what about front of house? Is there uh, GM starts on April sixth? A uh, I gave an offer to um, a woman I know that's going to be the maitre d. She starts on the thirteenth of April. And we've made an outreach to a gentleman Chris and I both worked with in the past who uh, we're trying to get to be the head bartender at this point. So, cool. Super exciting. All right. Things are coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, at this point, we like now it sounds like your opening team is coming together. We like to shout out any openings that are coming up and happening. Anybody you want to shout out who's opening soon or maybe just recently opened? Uh, I think Hawksmoor is opening soon. I was at their pre-opening party uh, last week. Hawksmore, I don't know that one. You know, they're from London, London Steakhouse. Cool. Where is it? Where is it going to be? That is on what is it? About twenty fifth and Park, if I remember correctly, um, in a uh, surprisingly elegant space. So, I don't mean that surprising that they didn't they don't have the right design team. But I went in. And there was this you know amazing huge bar, and it's, of course they're they're still about two weeks from opening, I think. So. A lot of things weren't quite in place, but they were like doing a welcome cocktail for us and really featuring some different some different um, uh, wines are gonna be pouring by the glass. And then they said something about going in to see the dining room, and I, I was like, oh, cause I feel like the dining room was just around the corner. But then you walk in, there's this huge open atrium space with all these columns around it, and I don't know how they found a space like that. But they said it was about a two year project to get it all cleaned up. Wow. And um, what was it before? I don't know. I don't oh, know. You don't even Honestly, know what it was. yeah. I, I, I can't tell you, um, but it was a really, really grand dining room that they're, cool. they're doing, and they've got two private rooms off the side, and uh, it turns out that this chef um, uh, is a buddy of mine I worked with in the past. He used to work at Barbalude, so I'm not going to give you any more information. You have to look it up. Uh, cool. Hawksmore. 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 Yeah. All right. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, the only thing I wanted to shout out, I think you probably heard the pre-roll from Heritage too, but it's definitely a time to go out and support your local restaurants, your favorite sure. local business owners, Chinatowns across the country who are getting hit hard. And if you can't go out or you don't feel safe, then order in from them and tell Caviar and all those delivery services they should be cutting their rates to support these businesses too. Anyways, um, so that's that. Uh, and one of the, did you mention Sunday to Sunday already? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sunday to uh, Sunday. In, in our Tillet neighborhood, um, Sunday to Sunday is a new coffee shop that just opened up in the former Irving Farm space. So congrats to those guys. Um, special thanks again to Chris and John for being here and sharing their story on construction. We look forward to it staying right on time and you guys opening in May. Uh, we'll put a wrap-up of today's show on tillitnyc.com. We'll also send one to your inbox. So if you're not on our list, then get on our list. Um, where do we find you guys? I know that Francie is now on Instagram. Remind me of the handle. Francie Brooklyn. Cool. So and the same for the website and the same for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, if you liked our episode today, we'll be talking um, design with Ben and Kate Towell from Charleston, uh, Basic Projects, uh, next week, next Tuesday. Um, Follow our journey on Heritage Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere else you get your podcast. Instagram, we are at We Are Opening Soon and at Till at NYC. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Opening Soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.